Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Father, we are grateful and thankful for a day like this. Lord, we are privileged to be in your midst. We are privileged to be in your sanctuary. We thank you, Lord, that you have ordered our steps to be here. Father, no one comes in your presence and lives the same. We ask that you give us of your spirit to teach us. We ask that you give us of your spirit to minister to us. Give us knowledge. Let us acquire knowledge that you deliver us from destruction. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands together for the Lord. And you may be seated. And this afternoon, I want us to continue with our message on who will go to hell. We've been talking about how you can preach salvation. How you can preach salvation and Today, we will pause on the message and we will, there's other things that I will have you know before the end of the year. So, we will pause on the message today after this message and then we will take on another subject and um, I believe God will bless us. Amen. But for today, we want to continue on who will go to hell. Who will go to hell? Amen. And I've been telling you that this is not a popular message. Pastor, it's your birthday and you are talking about hell. You know, it's not a popular message. It's not a message that makes a pastor popular. It is not the type of message that people flop to hear. Amen. In fact, it's a kind of message that makes people attack pastors and drives people away. But it is the scripture. It is the gospel. And we ought to hear it. Hallelujah. Jesus preached a lot about hell. And we ought to hear it. Amen. So we began listing the kinds of people who go to hell. The kinds of people who go to hell. And the first kind of people, the first group of people who go to hell, we say are those who are offered salvation and they refuse. Those who are offered salvation and they refuse. So let's quickly look at Genesis chapter 19. Let's quickly look at Genesis chapter 19 and verse 12. Genesis 19 and verse 12. It says, And the man said, this is when the, the angels came to deliver Lot from Sodom. So when they came, the man said, these are the angels. They came in the form of man. They said unto Lot, Has thou here any besides? Has thou here any besides? Can we read like the message, something so that we can move this? Um, He says, two men said to Lot, Do you have any other family here? Do you have any other family God, when God is saving you, he's interested in your other family members also. 
He says, do you have any other family here? Sons, daughters, anybody in the city that you know? Friends, classmates, anyone, co-workers that you know? Do you have anybody else here? Get them out of here and now. Get them saved and now. Share the gospel with them and now. Don't wait. We are going to destroy this place. The outcries of victims here to God are deafening. We've been sent to blast this place into oblivion. Lot went out and warned the fiancés of his daughters. He went out to warn them. If I quit this place, God is about to destroy this city. But his daughters will, the daughters would be husbands, treated it as a joke. They treated it as a joke. Hallelujah. So we are talking about people who treat the gospel as a joke. They treat the gospel as a joke. And really, the gospel sounds like a joke. It sounds like a fantasy. That one day, Jesus is going to come and he's, we are all going to appear before his judgment seat and he's going to judge the righteous from the unrighteous and he will place the unrighteous in hell. And it sounds like fantasy. It sounds like a story. It sounds like a joke. He says they thought it was a joke. They treated this gospel message about salvation that God is going to destroy this place. Therefore, come out. They treated it as a joke. Hallelujah. But it was not a joke. So, when even you are talking about salvation, when you are talking about someone needing to receive Christ, else you go to hell, it sounds like a joke. It sounds like even you feel uncomfortable talking about it. You feel that they will even laugh at you. Isn't that so? And that is why Paul said in Romans 1.16, he says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It sounds like when you are talking about it, you'll be ashamed that you look like uneducated. You look like unwise. You look like you don't, you don't, you, 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 you are not real. So he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. It is the power of God. As much as it sounds to you like a joke, as much as it sounds like the fantasy, it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. If only you believe it, it appears to you, it comes to you as the power of God unto salvation. As jokingly as it sounds. Amen. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So, the people who go to hell are people who treat the salvation message as a joke. People who think that it's a joke. Amen. The next group of people who go to hell are those who accept the offer but look back. They accept the offer but look back. In verse 26 of this scripture, this very scripture, we, um, Genesis chapter 19, verse 26, Genesis chapter 19, and verse 26. It says, so we're talking about Lot's wife, Lot's wife. After the angels have grabbed them, reluctantly, 
after the angels have taken them and they were escaping Sodom, the Bible says, but his wife looked back from behind him. His wife looked back from behind him. You see, there are some people that are always behind the pastor. They never go in pace with the pastor. When we say we are doing this, they always want to stay back. Such people, they look back. Because you stay behind the shepherd, the shepherd cannot see you. There are some people whose lives are hidden from the pastor. Their lives are hidden from the shepherd. And they stay back so the shepherd cannot see them. And such people, they always look back. They always look back. So he says, but his wife looked back from behind him. He didn't see. Perhaps he would have held his, her head and said, don't look back. Perhaps as much as you want to do this, if you only expose your life to the shepherd, if only you will let the shepherd know what is it about you, if only you will not cover your life from the shepherd, perhaps there is something that the Lord will place in the shepherd's mouth to minister to you, to deliver you. But you stay behind. Start. The shepherd will not see you. And when they do that, he says they look back and she became a pillar of salt. She became a pillar of salt. Hallelujah. She became a pillar of salt. And so many of us Christians, we look back. We look back. After we have been delivered from Sodom, after the Lord has delivered us, after we have receive salvation after we have been born again we continue to look back we continue to look back amen Amen. we continue to look back we still see all of the activities in the past and we are looking back into those activities in luke 17 verse 32 jesus warned jesus warned he says remember lot's wife remember lot's wife Remember Lot's wife. Three words in that scripture. It says, remember Lot's wife. She received salvation, but her heart was still in Sodom. Her heart was still in Sodom. Sodom represents the world. For us today, as Christians, Sodom is our world. Amen. The pleasures of Sodom were still in her her heart. In Lot's wife's heart, the pleasures of Sodom were still in her heart. She could not afford to lose what was behind her. Her heart was still there. And she was a minister's wife. Wow. And as she was going, she looked back. Her heart was in the things of the world. Her heart was in her makeup. And she was looking back what she has left in Sodom. Her wigs, the different types of hairstyles that she had left in Sodom. Her heart were in these things. Her heart were in her lipsticks. The lipsticks that she had left in Sodom. Her heart were in her miniskirts. She had a lot of miniskirts. Maybe 15 different kinds of miniskirts. Different sizes, different colors. And her heart were in these things. Amen. Some of you, you are still keeping certain clothes. As you are born again, certain clothes that you cannot wear, you are still keeping them. You still have them in your closet. You realize that now that you are a Christian, you can't wear them, but you are holding on to them. You are keeping them. Just in case, in case I backslide, you know, I cannot afford to 
back and go and buy in case I backslide. So you are holding on to them. Some of them you say they are very expensive. I cannot. Every now and then you go and then you try them on. Mini skirts. And then you look at yourself. You say, gone are the days. And then you turn around. Ah, these church people, they don't know. Eh? Gone are the days. And then when you look at your blasket that you bring to church, you look at them and then you look at some of the photographs that you're taking. You wear your blouse like a turtleneck covering everything. You say, ah, look at me. These people, they don't see, they don't know. Say, gone are the days. So every now and then you just put them on. You are not going anywhere, but you put them on with your blouse that is exposing you the way you used to be. So your heart is still in this and you are looking back. You are still looking back. Amen. You said, they think I am old. They don't know. They don't know. So when you sometimes you see the young girls going around and shaking themselves, you say, you people, you don't know. You don't know. And so as you keep looking back, as you keep looking, one day you show up here and you say, you don't know me. This is me. You say, you are looking back. You say, if they think they can run around me and be, let all the young men look at them like I am some old-fashioned. So one day you show up here, we are shopping. Hey, hey, when did you go shopping? Hey. You didn't go shopping. They are clothes that you have. You are looking back. That is why every now and then, don't you see the surprises? Hey, every now and then I see something. I say, is that my church member? Hey, what a shock. You see, and then I think you actually went to the store to buy them. No, 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 no. These are clothes from Sodom. You just are keeping them from Sodom. Clothes from Sodom. Sometimes we see some lipstick that show up here. Say, hey, hey. And then we close our eyes and then we open again. Wow. It's like red. Red. Hey. Shiny. Shiny. It's okay if you have red lipstick. It's okay. It's for my birthday. I think that's right. Hallelujah. First John two fifteen. The Bible says, "Love not the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world." If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The love of the Father is not in you. If you love the world, the love of the Father will never be in you. That is why the Bible says, then you become enmity with God. Hallelujah. So those people who look back, those who look back, Bible says of Lot's wife, he, she became a pillar of salt. They were all delivered, but she became a pillar of salt. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12 verse 1, the Bible says, Let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth so easily beset us. Let us lay them aside. There are certain sins, they easily beset us. 
There are certain sins that easily causes us to backslide. So let us lay aside all these sins which don't so easily beset us, which put us back to Sodom. Let us lay them aside. Hallelujah. Some of us, we dwell with certain people. We cannot separate ourselves. We cannot let go of the world. Some of our lifestyle, we cannot let go. Our minds are always in them, and we miss this world. Lost wife, look back. She saw the destruction that was coming on Sodom, and her heart went out to Sodom. And some of us, our hearts are in the world. We still reminisce about the past. We are thinking of the past. And the past brings us joy. Sometimes you are sitting there and you start laughing. We don't know why you are laughing. You know, we don't know why you are laughing. We have friends that are not helping us to move with Christ. We have people that are not helping us to move with Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible says, you see, Lot, Lot, Lot was a righteous man, but he was living among unrighteous, sinful people. And the Bible had this to say about him in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 8. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 8. The Bible says, for that righteous man, that righteous man dwelling among them, in what? In seeing and hearing. In seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. A righteous person, if you live with unrighteous people, and you are hearing and you are seeing. Some of you, you, in, you indulge in certain conversation that vex your soul. They are having kinds of conversation and you are freely laughing and you are enjoying it. And you see, as a Christian, certain conversations, they should not be able to hold it around you. You know, your life should be such that when they see you coming, they should stop talking. But you are vexed. You see, you enjoy it. You enjoy the conversation. You enjoy the conversation. Hallelujah. Some of you, you have certain roommates that are not helpful. They beset you. And you shouldn't live with certain people. There are certain people, you are a single woman, you have another single unbeliever woman as your roommate. And you are sharing a flat or apartment together. And every night you are hearing certain noise that is coming from that room. And you are also single. And you say, you you will not move. You will not move. Because as you are hearing the noise, you are also trying to imagine and and be happy. You see? And the scripture says, says, that righteous man, that righteous man, dwelling amongst them, dwelling, living with them. You see, in hearing and seeing, Sometimes you are in the kitchen, you are trying to do something, and some strange riffraff man, he comes from your, your roommate's room and come out to the bathroom, and then you are looking. Hey! Because the man is drunk. And then he doesn't understand that there are other people in the house, so he cannot walk around naked. So as he's coming, you are, you are cooking, but you you're trying to look, but not look. You see, and Seeing and hearing, you vex your righteous soul. You say, I will not do it. I'm not like her. 
I'm not like this one. But the Bible talks of Lot. He said, that righteous man. Righteous. We know you are righteous. But when you dwell among unbelievers, in seeing and hearing, in seeing and hearing, you vex your soul. So sometimes you need to move away. Move away from such people. Amen. Move from Sodom. Move far away from Sodom. If you continue to read the scripture, the angels told them, this, he says, move far, far away from this place. And Lot was pleading with them. He says, let us move to this city which is near. But the Bible, well, the angels were encouraging them. He said, go to the mountains, climb up. It is hard. Sometimes it is hard to climb the mountain. It is hard to go further away because there's a mountain that you need to climb. Sometimes you have to find another apartment and it is challenging, but you need to do that so that you don't dwell amongst them. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. There are certain people, they don't help your Christian life. They don't help your Christian life. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 46. Matthew chapter 12 and verse 46. Are you understanding the word of God this afternoon? Matthew chapter 12 and verse 46. This is about Jesus when he was in a temple. The Bible says, and he was a young boy. While he yet talked to the people, behold, his his mother and his brother stood without. That means they stood by, desiring to speak with him. He was with doctors and lawyers and uh, scribes and Pharisees in the temple reasoning through the word of God. And his mother and his father stood by and his disciples were there. And they wanted to speak to him. Then one said unto him, Behold, thy mother and thy brethren stand without, desiring to speak with thee. Thy mother and thy brethren is like, hey, small boy, look. Your mom and your dad are here. They want to talk to you. You see? But he answered and said unto them, unto him that told him, the one who told him that message. He says, who is my mother? And who are my brethren? And he stretched forth his hand towards his disciples and said, behold my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my father which is in heaven, the same is my brother my sister, and my mother. That is Jesus. That is Jesus. He's showing us whom to choose as our mother, as our brother, as our sister, as our friend. He's showing us the one who doeth the will of the Father who is in heaven. It's not everyone. Jesus doesn't go by, oh, we go way back. We go way back, you know. He and I, we go way back. So, you know, it's not today. We were friends before we came to the church. So, it's not today. Jesus does not go by that. He does not go by that. That we go way back. I knew him or I knew her even before I came to the church. I knew him or I knew her even before I found Christ. So what? He says, behold, my mother and my brother and my sister. These are are my friends. These are my brothers. These are my sisters. The ones who do the will of the Father. Not the ones that I knew from before. Not the ones that I have known for many years because we have been friends for many years. That is not how he was choosing his friends. Says the one who does the will of my father. Amen. Let's quickly look at the next 
the next group of people who go to hell, the unwise Christians. The unwise Christians. How many of you understand that you ought to be wise to enter into the kingdom of God? Yes. You ought to be wise. Five people agree, but that's fine. Maybe after the scripture, you will all agree. Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1. This is a story about the ten virgins. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them, are you reading with me? I want your attention. I'm talking about ten virgins who were invited to a feast, invited to a wedding, and Jesus is saying, the kingdom of heaven is like that. This is how the kingdom of heaven is. He says, then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Do you see? They took their lamps, but they took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. The wise took oil, lamp, oil, and their lamps. They took extra oil in their vessels. While the bridegroom tarried, or while the bridegroom delayed, they all slumbered and slept. They all fell asleep. The wise and the unwise. And at midnight, there was a cry made. And at midnight, there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose, both the wise and the unwise. They arose and trimmed their lamps, ready to meet the bridegroom. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil. For our lambs are gone out. Give us some of your oil because our lambs have gone out. Give us some of your oil because our lambs have gone out. This is the foolish ones telling the wise, our lambs have run out. Give us some. You see, in the kingdom of God, if you are going to make it, you ought to be wise. You ought to be wise. And you must not allow foolish people to set you back. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You must not allow a fool to set you back. Not allow the unwise to set you back. Because he said, give us some of your oil. And it sounds like a kind gesture to give some of your oil to them. It sounds like a Christian thing to do. That if you have run out of oil, why don't I give you some? But listen to them. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. Lest there be not enough for us and you. But you, he said, Go you rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. Do you see? He said, Go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And then, while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready, say ready. ready. Say, I am ready. I am ready. He says, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. 
and the door was shut. Then, afterwards, came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Lord, Lord, open to us. And then he said, but he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You never know the day of the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. You need a lot of wisdom to stay a Christian. You need a lot of wisdom to pursue this walk with Christ until the day that the Son of Man cometh. Else the door will be shut and you will be outside. Amen. You see, you cannot walk, you cannot associate your life with fools if you want to enter into the kingdom of God. You cannot always accompany with fools. You cannot always be with the fools. There are certain fools that they will set you back as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. Certain friends, they are fools. They will not help you. They will not help you. You will think you are doing them good. Sometimes you just have to leave them. There's a prayer meeting. I'm not going. Are you going? Of course I am going. What kind of question is that? Oh, it is raining outside. And today is Sunday, but it's raining. So my white shoes and my white dress, I can't wear them. Are you going? Of course I am going. I will change my white dress into another dress and then I'm going. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God if you associate with fools. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? There's a scripture in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 12. It says, if thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. If thou be wise, you shall be wise for thyself. But if thou scornest, thou alone shall bear it. You alone shall bear it. You should not accompany with an unwise. Sometimes there are some people, they don't help with your Christian life. They are unwise Christians. They are born again. They are in the church, but they are not wise. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? They are invited. They are received salvation. They receive the invitation to be born again, but they are not wise. And you cannot associate with them. So you see, they were all virgins. They all started off with lambs that were burning. They all had their lamps. They all prepared for the wedding. But five of them, the lamps stopped burning. For five of them, the lamps stopped burning. It is only the wise who keeps his lamp or her lamp burning. Only the wise. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Some people start off on fire for God. They start out on fire and they are on fire for God. Some of you, you came from certain countries and you were on fire for God. But with time, your lamps stop burning. With time, your lamps stop burning. With time, you stop praying. Some of you, you were prayer warriors. Leading prayers. Every dawn, you are on the prayer line. And now your lamps are burning out. Your lamps are burning. Some of you, you were doing so many things in the church. But now your lamps are burning. 
No matter what the situation is, no matter what the condition is, a wise person, you will always keep your lamps burning. Whether the bridegroom delays or he doesn't, your lamps should continue to burn. You have a child, so what? Your lamps should continue burning. You are married, so what? Your lamps should continue burning. You have graduated from school, so what? Your lamps should continue burning. You see, it does not matter what you did yesterday. It does not matter how on fire you were for Christ yesterday. What matters is when the bridegroom comes, the day the bridegroom comes, where would you stand? That is what matters. When the bridegroom enters the room and the door is shut, would you be outside or would you be inside? The fools came and they say, we were in. Open unto us. We were in. We were with the congregation. We were part of the church. Open unto us. Open unto us. We just stepped out for a moment. We just stopped singing for a moment. We just stopped doing this. Open unto us. We were in. He says, I know thee not. The only ones that I know are the ones who are inside. 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 They were sleeping, but they were inside. They were tired, but they were inside. Say, I was in. I was in. Sometimes we feel that we have, we have been members of the church for a long time. And so that accounts for your salvation and that calls for it. That we were in. We were with them. We have been there. We were there. I have done this. Sometimes we depend on our own spirituality. Sometimes when you see people doing things, you look at them and you say, we've done all of this. We've done all of that. We used to lead prayers. We used to sing in the choir. We used to do this. We used to teach in Sunday school. We have done all of that. It's today that you are doing this. Please, be, please. And then you are even stopping people from moving forward. But when the Son of Man cometh, when the Son of Man cometh, where would you stand? Where would you stand? Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Luke chapter 17. Let's read one more scripture and... Perhaps we will put a pause. I have so much to share with you on the list of those who go to hell. But we will will take it up again someday. Luke chapter 17 and verse 26. Do you have the NLT? Let's read that. Verse 26. Luke 17 and verse 26. It says, when the Son of Man returns, when the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's days. When the Son of Man returns, it will be like it was in Noah's day. In those days, the people enjoyed banquets and parties and weddings. They were going to parties. You know, there are Christians that go to... There are people who are not here because they went to party last night. True or not true? If you say it's not true, I can ask my... A technical people to open Facebook right now and we'll go over all your Facebooks and Instagram and Snapchat and I will prove to you that there are people who were last night partying and they could not come to church this morning. My own church members. My own church members. And when they start throwing up, they'll call me Reverend, Reverend. Church members. Pray for me, Reverend. I'll pray for you. You think I don't know? I know. I know. I know the party syndrome the next day. 
24, 48 hours after. After the alcohol has worn off. Oh, that's not us. We, we, we don't do that. I should stop preaching this message. Because we don't do that. It says, it will be in those days that people enjoy banquets and parties and weddings right up to the time Noah entered his boat and the flood came and destroyed them all. They were enjoying in those days and the flood came and destroyed them all. The next verse, it says, and the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. It will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building. You see, when we are going about our activities and things look so normal, it doesn't look like the Son of Man will come. It becomes so routine that it doesn't look like Jesus is coming. And sometimes we even forget that the reason why we are serving Christ, the reason why we are Christians, is because there is a day that is coming when the Son of Man will come. And sometimes we forget. And then we even leave the church because it was your birthday and we didn't announce it. It is your outdooring and people didn't come. And we forget the main reason, the main reason why there's a church. We forget the main reason why there's a church. You see, it says, and the world will be as it was in the days of Lot. People went about their daily business, eating and drinking, eating and drinking, buying and selling, farming and building. The usual, running for the four train, sitting on the number 12 bus. Taking the 39 and you are crossing over to catch the number 5 bus, the train. Usual. Same business as usual. He says, until the morning, Lot left Sodom. Then fire and burning sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. And destroyed them all. The next verse, he says, yes. It will be business as usual. It will be business as usual. Right up to the day when the Son of Man is revealed. I say, it does not matter what you were doing yesterday. It may be business as usual, but today, this hour, when the Son of Man shows up, where would you be? Where would you be? Some of you, when the the hour that the Son of Man shows up, you will be in the middle of insulting somebody. And insulting and fighting. He said, do you know me? Do you, we, we can't even identify a Christian in you. That would be the hour. You'll be insulting your husband. You'll be insulting your wife. Some of you, that day, you'll be having a beast in your home. You'll be packing. You'll be in the middle of packing. I'm going. I, uh, you say, the Lord hate divorce. You say, and so what? And then you are packing yourself. You say, where are you going? I'm leaving you. You say, the Lord hates divorce. God says he hates divorce. I'm, and so what? And then you are packing. In the middle of packing, see the son of man shows up. Business as usual. Business as usual. Say, yet, it will be business as usual right up to the day. You see, that means that there will be no sign. It will not change. Our activities will not change. Nothing special will warn you. It says, 
it will be business as usual right up to the day, right up to that day. So the hour before that, it will be business as usual. The minute before that, it will be business as usual. The day the Son of Man comes, we will be having church like this and some people will be doing their laundry at the laundromat. You'll be carrying your groceries as the church is going on. You are carrying your groceries. Putting them in the car. He says, when you are like that, don't run home to pick up anything. Just stay there because it has caught up with you. It will be business as usual. I tell you, it will be scary. Some of you, it will be a day that you are in the church and you are having some conspiracy. Some slanderous conversation. Slanderous conversation. Business as usual. So your usual business, your usual way, your usual lifestyle, the son of man will come and will catch you up in that moment. You think that there will be a day where you are going to repent and then you are changing and your behavior, you will be as mad as usual, disrespectful as usual. And then you have turned your head like this and you are going as usual and then we will catch you up like this. As you just turn your head like this, you see that you are frozen. You have become a pillar of salt. You can't move. Your head, you see, evidence is on your face. You can't defend yourself. The anger is on your heart. The thing is in your face. Then your lip is sticking out, angry like this. So, how are you going to defend yourself? It will catch you a business as usual on that day. Business as usual. Our time is up. We will put a pause on this message. But the Son of Man will show up. On a day that you did not expect. He will come as a thief. Like a thief. Stand to your feet. Business as usual. Business as usual. May the Lord help us. Those who go to hell. Those who go to hell. Oh. May we never be included in that list. We will not be included in that list. Oh, Jesus. We are thankful and grateful in the name of Jesus. I fix my eyes on you. It will be as a joke. It may sound like a joke. It may sound like a joke. We are grateful. We are thankful, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. For the gift of salvation. We thank you, O oh God, that we are not amongst them that think this message is a joke, that the gospel message is a joke, that salvation is a joke. Lord, we are grateful, oh God, that you have caused us to be delivered from Sodom. We thank you, Lord, that you have separated us from the world. We thank you for the gift of salvation. May we never look back. May we never be amongst them that look back. Let not our love be of this world. Let not our hearts be on the things that we have left in the world. But may we always press on. Looking unto you, Jesus. Looking unto you, Jesus. Let you always be the author of our faith. And may you always be the finisher of our faith. May we always look unto you. Continue to walk with you. Until the day of Jesus Christ. Father, make us wise. Make us wise. Deliver us from foolishness. Deliver us, oh God, from the foolishness that set us back. Deliver us from the foolishness that keeps us behind the gate.
and may we always be ready give us the wisdom to be ready in the hour that you come may we be ready whatever day you come may we be ready if you come at the ninth hour may we be ready at the tenth hour we shall be ready at the eleventh hour we shall be ready at the twelfth hour oh jesus may we be ready in the name of jesus give us the wisdom to escape hell to continue to walk with you in the name of jesus amen now with all eyes closed and every head bowed if you are here this afternoon you are saying pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus he said pastor i don't want to go to hell i want to receive jesus christ as my savior if that is your prayer with all eyes closed every head bowed maybe someone invited you to church maybe you have been in a church but you realize if you look in your life maybe once you are on fire for God but this afternoon you are saying I want to rededicate my life to Jesus because when I look into my life I am not sure where I will be when the gates are closed you are saying pastor pray with me I need that readiness when the son of man comes I want to be inside if that is your prayer wherever you are lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you you are saying pastor pray with me I want to receive Jesus Christ as my savior with all eyes closed very private moment every head bow all eyes closed just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you God bless you I see your hand God bless you is there anyone else very private moment right now keep your eyes closed and head bow and if you are here you are saying pastor pray with me pray with me I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Savior. I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there anyone here like that? Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone else? This is a very private moment between you and your Lord to make a declaration before Him that you are welcoming Him and you are receiving Him into your life. Anyone else? Anyone else? If you have lifted up your hand, I just want you to take one bold step. Just take one bold step. And just come before me right here. Just come meet me right here. I'm here to meet you. Come. It's a bold step. It's a bold step. Yes, Jesus. Glory and honor. here you are saying pastor i want to join i want to give my life to christ come here right now just join me here right now sister why don't you lift up your right hand with me and say this with me say this after me and i want the congregation to join me and saying this say lord jesus thank you for dying for me lord jesus i come before you with all my sins with all my burden this afternoon I repent, I repent of all my sins. All my sins. Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Cleanse me, Cleanse me 
Purify me. Sanctify me. This afternoon, I welcome you into my heart. Lord Jesus, be my master. Be my Lord. Be my savior. From today, I will serve you. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Now say this. Say, Satan. Satan. I am done with you. I am done with you. I have moved out. I am I am chosen. I am the Lord. I belong to Jesus. I will serve Jesus. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, my sister. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.